welcome to Thrive in Design, a podcast about making money and beautiful interiors as it relates to product-based businesses in the interior design industry. Each week, we'll discuss innovative strategies on how to approach product development and design sales in a shifting market. I'm your host, Nicole Lachey-Ben. Welcome back for another season of the Thrive and Design podcast. We are in the season five of this podcast, which is amazing to me. I started this podcast just about two years ago, and that was about three years into my business. And now we are in season five, coming up on 3,000 downloads. And my goal is for us to get to 5,000, maybe even 50,000 downloads this season. So thanks so much for being a listener. Thanks so much for participating in the conversations on and offline. And I'm so excited about all of the people who I've gotten to meet through conversations in this podcast and in person. This year, or really last year, I've gotten to go to a few different trade shows in the interior design industry. And so many times people have come up to me just super excited because they listen to this podcast or they heard one of their friends as a guest on this podcast. And it's really surreal because I actually started this podcast from the corner of my living room. And I was in my pajamas. (laughs) So to go from small and humbling beginnings to being able to reach 3,000 listeners around the globe in over 24 countries has been very humbling. So I'm super excited about this season of the podcast because we'll be picking up from where we left off in season four. So if you have not listened to season four yet, go back and binge listen right now and then come back to this episode. Because in season four, we talked about some really good hot topics in the interior design industry. We talked about AI. We talked about sustainability. So we'll be picking up where we left off with those topics, as well as going to some new topics in terms of storytelling and how storytelling relates to the interior design industry. But before we pick up where we left off and go into new topics, I want to share a quick story with you. Because not only are we in season five of this podcast, but this is actually my five-year anniversary of Thrive and Design, and I now have five people on my team. So it's grown tremendously, and I don't know what the meaning of the number five is, but I'm going to call it my lucky number, and I want to share a quick story of where it all started with Thrive and Design. Because as you may or may not know, Thrive and Design is more than just a podcast. It's a full-on design consultancy. So let's take you on a short journey of where it all began five years ago. So back in January 2019 is when I started this business. And the business started as Nicole Lachey Consulting LLC. And back then, I knew that I wanted to create a design consultancy, sort of like my mini IDO, if you're familiar with IDO. IDO is pretty much the goat in the industry of design consultancies. And they really focus on innovation, design thinking, and helping brands elevate to the next level, whether it's their product design or product ideas and how they bring them to market, their service ideas and how they bring those to market. So with IDEO, they have been my inspiration for much of my career. But I knew that when I started my business in January 2019, I wanted to make my own rendition of IDEO because one, I couldn't find a job that was fitting to what I wanted to do. So I created it myself. So January 2019, I launched Nicole Lachey Consulting to do just that. I wanted to go out on a mission 
to use design thinking and innovation to help small businesses in my network use design thinking to innovate, to innovate with the product ideas, the service ideas, and the strategies of how they brought them to market. So when I first started, my business was called Nicola Shea Consulting, LLC. Back then, I couldn't think of a good name. I just knew I wanted to start a business and who I wanted to help. And so I set out to reach the masses. And back then, I wasn't really focused on the interior design industry. Even though I went to Syracuse for interior design, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design for design management. My goal when I started my business wasn't actually to focus on the interior design industry. And mainly because, honestly, the interior design industry has not been the best to me. A lot of people were mean. A lot of people didn't believe in my vision, didn't believe in my talents. And so at the point that I started my business, I was like, you know what? I'm giving up on the interior design industry. I'm going to find other industries that recognize what my talents are and what I can bring to their businesses and helping them scale and helping them grow. So as I said goodbye to the interior design industry and set out to help beauty brands, consultants, product-based businesses, I was able to start one of, if not the first, virtual business summits for Black millennial mom entrepreneurs, and that was called Become Mompreneur Launch Summit. So I set out to have these virtual summits, and this was before the pandemic, and through two virtual summits that I hosted and brought in other experts to share on business topics, I was able to reach over 700 women around the world here in the U.S., the U.K., as well as South Africa. So I was doing the work, I was making the impact, but honestly, even though the interior design industry was not good to me, it was still pulling at my heartstrings because the interior design industry is an industry that I pursued for pretty much all of my life. And if you haven't listened to the early episodes of this podcast, you will hear kind of my story, how I got started in the interior design industry when I was three years old. Yes, three years old. But go back and listen to those episodes. I won't bore you with that today. But like I said before, even though I was making an impact and I was reaching hundreds and hundreds of women entrepreneurs around the country, I still wasn't really in my calling or in the niche that I had so much passion about. And that was the interior design industry. So I continued on. And as I continued to grow my business, I started to... One, remember some of the mean things people said to me and then started to think about, let me prove them wrong. So this is going to get really vulnerable for a moment. As I grew in the interior design industry, I applied for a lot of jobs and I also worked for a lot of companies. All of those moments in time really shaped who I am as a person and who I am as an entrepreneur. But sometimes there would be moments where If there was one person that believed in me, there were five people that didn't, right? There were people who told me, you're not a culture fit at this company, or you don't have enough experience. I don't think our board would approve of you. Or we decided to go in another direction after multiple rounds of interviews, or maybe you'd be a better fit for another opening at our company. And then when I looked at other roles that were open on their company website, it was roles like housekeeping. Right. So it took a long time for me to shake those things off and get back to the things that I felt like I was called to do and the impact that I was meant to make in the interior design industry. 
So when I finally shook those things off and shook off all the mean things that people said to me, all the times that people didn't believe in me, I had to really step into my boldness and what I wanted to create like for real with my company. So 2021, yeah. So, you know, it's been a blur because of the pandemic of what year we're in. But 2021, I decided to rebrand and refocus on the interior design industry. And that's when I rebranded my company from Nicola Shea Consulting LLC to Thrive in Design. And at that point, a lot of things were happening in our industry. So before I keep going on telling you the story about how Nicola Shea Consulting LLC switched to Thrive in Design, it wouldn't be right for me not to mention a specific moment in time that we'll never forget. And that's the year 2020, right? Everybody knows that in 2020, we experienced a global pandemic that came out of nowhere, really. We didn't expect it. We didn't know what to do. All industries were shooken up. People couldn't leave their houses. But for me, it was a time of introspection, right? And it actually made me more clear on what my next steps were in entrepreneurship. So let me tell you why that is. So for me, it was March 2020 when the pandemic hit, right? At that time, I was actually working for an interior product company while balancing working for my business as an entrepreneur. And as I was working at an interior product company, everything shifted immediately, right? We got orders that we were supposed to stay at home, that we needed to social distance, that we couldn't go into design firms as sales reps to meet with interior designers like we normally did, which means that everybody had to pivot. So at the company that I was working for at the time, everybody either panicked, I would say most people panicked because they didn't know anything about selling online, and then some people easily pivoted. And that was true across the interior design industry, across interior product companies, and in different industries as well, where they had teams of salespeople who were used to traditional ways of selling and now needed to pivot to figure out how can I connect with my client based online. All right. So for me, 2020 was what? A little bit over a year into my entrepreneurial journey with Nicola Shea Consulting. At that point, I had already hosted one virtual summit. I had set up sales funnels online. I had been hosting webinars. I had been building relationships with people through social media and leveraging social selling. So when the pandemic hit for me as a sales rep at an interior product company, I could pivot easily. I took all of those tools and skill sets to easily create online sales funnels to attract my client base of interior designers who I was working with who were looking to get materials and looking to continue specifying and to normally proceed with their design projects, right? I was easily hosting webinars. I set up automations through my email signature at my company, and I just kept on going. So in a time where people's sales were going down, 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 mine actually didn't get hit so hard because I had the tool set and the skill set to easily pivot. And so the company that I was working for at the time, they were like, Nicole, how are you doing all of this? What is this thing that you have set up in your email signature? How have you set up this automation so fast? Like we just went with stay at home orders last week. Can you create a tutorial on how the rest of these 90 sales reps can leverage the strategies that you're doing? And obviously I jumped on board to do that. 
So within a, about a week or so, I put together a mini course for the sales team that I was on at the time so that all 90 sales reps across the country could also leverage the strategies that I was doing to continuously build connections with designers, to continuously get leads, project leads on, and to continuously do product presentations as we were launching new products at the interior product company that I was working for, right? So I put that course together and then I just continued on with my life and with my job. It didn't dawn on me until probably a year later that just because those things were easy for me and creating that course was easy for me to share with my colleagues at the time, doesn't mean it was easy for everybody else. Doesn't mean that it was easy for every other interior product company, for every other A&D sales rep throughout the country. So I had this light bulb moment. I was like, wait a minute. Interior product companies are struggling with a few different things. They're struggling with getting their teams up to speed with leveraging social media and social selling. They're struggling with online sales funnels. They're struggling with creating a message, a consistent message across platforms, online and offline. And everybody is waiting for our new normal to go back to the old normal, which will likely never happen. I also realized another thing that was very prevalent in the interior design industry, and that is generational gaps in the workplace. And you're probably like, what are you talking about? What does this have to do with everything else I've been talking about up to this point? Well, I noticed that with specifiers, in terms of the designers that were specifying all of these interior products on a project, most of them were millennial and Gen Z. Whereas the A&D sales reps, they were looking to connect with the designers and sell their products or get their products specified, where it's typically Gen X and baby boomers. Now, of course, this is not standard across the board, but I would say in most scenarios, this was relevant. And there's research that backs this through a company called Think Lab, who I love so much. They do a lot of design research on the interior design industry and on interior products to really define how generational gaps are affecting the design process and the specification process. So if you haven't done so, really check out their research. But I started to notice that this generational gap was the main thing that was going to keep interior product companies from getting specifications and ultimately increasing their revenue. So as I reflected on all of these things that were happening in the industry at the exact same time, I was like, this is my time and this is the focus that I need to have in my business. Nicola Shea Consulting, this is time to pivot, time to niche down, and time to use all of the skill sets that I had from earlier on in my consulting business, as well as some of the things that I worked on previously, right? So if you haven't listened to some of the episodes in season one of this podcast, you'll hear a little bit about how I once did a project on generational gaps in the workplace and created designs to solve that problem. <laughs> and you'll also hear about how I once did a project about collaboration and a distance and how people could better collaborate through virtual experiences. And I did those projects in 2012 and 2014, respectively. So I took all of this information, all of this knowledge, all of my experiences, and decided to rebrand as Thrive at Design. So in 2021, <laughs> in 2021, I rebranded Nicola Shea Consulting as Thrive at Design. And since then, 
I've been really focused on helping interior product companies increase their brand awareness and revenue. So what does that mean exactly? You'll hear in the next few episodes that I have a few different beliefs in this industry, that your revenue or your specifications are directly correlated to a designer's experience with your brand. And if that experience is bad, then you're likely not going to have a lot of sales. Yet, if the experience is good, designers will keep specifying, will keep coming back to your brand, and ultimately your specifications will increase and your revenue will increase. And we'll talk about that more in the next few episodes, but you'll start to hear why increasing your brand awareness and increasing your revenue for your interior product company directly correlates to the brand experience. We'll also talk about how that brand experience can be translated online and offline and what strategies you need to be thinking about now that we are in whatever post-pandemic or current pandemic or whatever world that we're in, this new normal, and how you can be forward thinking as we go into 2024, 2025, and beyond. All right, so you've heard a little bit about the evolution of driving design, the evolution of the things that have been happening in the interior design industry. What is next? What is the journey ahead? So in this season of the Drive and Design podcast, as I mentioned earlier during this episode, we'll be picking up where we left off to talk about AI, also known as artificial intelligence, as well as sustainability in this industry. And as I mentioned before, if you have not listened to season four of this podcast, please go back and figure out what we have been talking about. These two topics, artificial intelligence and sustainability, were big topics in 2023 and will continue to be big topics in our industry. When it comes to artificial intelligence, aka AI, a lot of people are scared of it. I hear a lot of people say they're scared that AI is going to replace them, especially as an A&D sales rep. Will their position no longer be relevant in the industry? Or even designers, will AI replace them as designers? Is their creativity and their design degree no longer relevant in the design process? But from the conversations that I had last season and in the next couple of episodes, you'll start to see that AI is not something that you need to be scared about, but something that you can embrace, whether you're an interior product company or a designer or just a design enthusiast in this industry. Sustainability, on the other hand, has been talked about for decades. I remember reading books about sustainability when I was in interior design school. So we'll pick up where we left off in terms of sustainability as well and talk about how that fits into your process of increasing your brand awareness, increasing your revenue for your interior product company, and some things that you should be thinking about, again, to be forward thinking in 2024 and beyond. And last but not least, in this season, we are going to be talking about storytelling. And I know you're probably like, okay, AI, sustainability, storytelling, how does it all relate? Well, actually, it does relate. Because storytelling is an amazing pillar of your brand, of your branding, of your marketing for your interior product company. And storytelling will tie into AI. It ties into your sustainability story of what you're sharing with your brand. And overall, storytelling allows you to better connect with designers, get them to buy in, get them to care more than they care about your competitors, hopefully, right? So I can't wait for you to hear more information on storytelling, AI, sustainability, 
and how it will allow you to take your brand to the next level in 2024 and beyond. So get ready, pull out your notepads, take notes. And in the next episode, we'll be picking up where we left off in terms of AI with a special guest to talk about AI in the interior design industry. So in the meantime, while we're waiting for the next episode to drop, which is every Thursday, be sure to connect with me offline as well. You can send me an email at hello at nicolashay.com or head over to LinkedIn to send me a DM and we can continue the conversation about all of these topics that we'll be sharing in season five of this podcast and in previous seasons as well. All right, talk to you soon and see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on Thrive in Design. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Thrive in Design. And for more strategies on how your product company can innovate in the interior design industry, head to training.thriveindesign.co. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to create captivating content. See you next week. Thank you.